Welcome to the Highland Herald, a Final Fantasy podcast where we, two Final Fantasy obsessed brothers, discuss everything from Azura to Zell and all things in between. We are your hosts, Wolfkins and Soloist, the Brothers of Light. Hey everybody, welcome to episode two of High Wind Herald. I'm one of your hosts, Wolfkins, and I've got my brother here with me, Soloist. How are you doing today? I am just dandy. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing okay. So I hear that it's your week for the trivia question to start us off here. It absolutely is, and I truly hope I don't have my details wrong for this, but I have a question that you'll be able to get probably pretty good since you went easy on me last week. All right, well, let's have it. All right. Oh no, not the official Final. (laughs) <laughs> in Final Fantasy VIII, young students Squall and Zell attend what academy? Oh, this is a low ball. That's Balam or Balam Garden. Yep. <laughs> because someone's going to complain about how I pronounce that. So I'm going with Balam <laughs> I mean, Garden. I've already forgot what you asked me last week. Um, <laughs> what, uh, last week's trivia week? question was what powers the Prima Vista in Final Fantasy IX? Oh, yeah. Myth. See? Uh, by the way, for those listening, the trivia question and the answer are going to be in our show notes, too. Just if you if you want to look back at them, I, I'll put the trivia question in the introduction, but I'll put the answer down at the end of the episode summary, just in case you want to take a guess for yourself. But um, like, like he said, the first couple here, we're going easy on each other, just so we don't look like total idiots. Um, but as we get a little bit further in, I'm going to make mine a little bit harder. A little bit harder next time. I think something maybe you could still get, but... Fantastic. Well, anyway, (laughs) dude, what have you been up to this week with Final Fantasy? I've got a lot of stuff. I have been very busy. You've probably been doing a lot more than me. Um, In my free time, I've still been journeying on my um, binge of One Piece. I'm almost caught up with the show now. But um, by almost, I mean 100 episodes away. You mean like almost caught up, caught up with with the Japanese releases? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm like about 130 episodes away. So you've, or you've 20, watched I don't know. 4,632 then, right? <laughs> nah, it feels like, no, nah, it doesn't actually feel like it. It's been a great time. But with Final Fantasy, um, I haven't really done much with Final Fantasy on um, my past Saturday when I did my retro stream. Um, I didn't even make it an hour in because I was just, I wasn't feeling it at all. Um, Super Mario Bros. 2 almost made me break my window. So I took my nes classic and actually switched over to uh final fantasy <laughs> the og like oh final fantasy one wow yeah on the nes um a one battle on final fantasy one on the nes lasted about as long as maybe three or four battles in any other version of the game i think you can slowly see my soul draining from my body uh i i even said on stream if i had played this game whenever i was if I were like a kid during the time this game came out, this would probably be my favorite game ever. But oh gosh, there is no reason to play that version today, not at all. <laughs> oh no, 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 so, no. Are you talking about this was the the NES emulator, or were you talking about one of the remastered versions of Final Fantasy One? This is I was using the NES Classic that plugged up to my Whoa. capture card and playing the Nintendo entertainment system version of final fantasy and it was old (laughs) so what what was your party though 
Uh, well, normally when I play Final Fantasy One, I, I pick a warrior, a thief, a black mage, and a white mage. But I remember forever ago watching a Let's Play that explained bugs wrong with the game. I, I, I couldn't remember. I could only remember the fact of and no details. And that pretty much made, like, Thief awful in the original one and Monk really good. And Black Mage, absolutely no reason to pick a Black Mage over a Red Mage. So the party I picked was Warrior, Monk, Red Mage, and White Mage. And I named them... Um, what did I name them? Um, I named the Warrior... I can't remember what I named the Warrior, but I named the White Mage Yuna. I named the Red Mage Butts, which is a Final Fantasy V reference. And I named the Monk Yang, but I can't remember what I named the Warrior. Because there's only a four-character limit in the original Right, one. right. Interesting. Interesting. I haven't played Final Fantasy One in a long time, but I really enjoyed that game. But I, I played the remaster when I did. It was Yeah. Make sure if you do play it again, I just did play a different version so you can remember it just I mean, I'm sure this version would be fun to go back to to see how Final Fantasy was created in its original form. But just like most NES games, they've been redone into a better fashion. And this game's been redone into a fashion that makes it a lot quicker. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, yeah, I think I played the PlayStation 1 version. I played the Game Boy Advance version when I first played it. Nice. Well, I mean, speaking of retro, I, I've been playing a little bit myself. A little before bed, I've been playing through Final Fantasy V. So I just got past the water crystal, I think. Is that the second one? That is absolutely one of the most underrated games of all time. You know, that game is fantastic. I'm liking it a lot so far. I do feel like it's a little light on story, but that's okay. I'm really enjoying the job system. I really like how they did it. And they give you quite a few jobs when you first get them, but I think after the water crystal, did you unlock even more? I, I don't remember. Yeah, I got red mage. Yeah, every time you unlock new classes in that game, it doesn't just give you like two or three. It dumps a truckload on you and it's so gratifying yeah I, I like the system a lot and then apart from that i've been playing a lot of final fantasy 14 and spoiler alert this episode is going to be almost entirely about final fantasy 14 we have a lot of news to cover we just had the live letter that came out live letter 60 i believe um so they they gave us all sorts of information on that so i you know if you've got nothing else i'm ready to start talking about some of this stuff because let me tell you I am super excited, and so far I've not been disappointed with anything that I've seen. All right. I, I think I'm ready. There's not been a lot going on. Hopefully I'll be diving back into 14 before the next episode because I've been meaning to. And Well, let me tell well, you. Well, maybe with the weekend that'll change. I think you should because there's some cool stuff going on. So two things uh, I want to touch on just really quick before we actually get into it because the live letter gave us a bunch of information. Uh, about upcoming patches and the patch that just released yesterday, which I've been able to play, so I've got some hands-on experience with that. But there are two really cool points I'd like to point out. Um, they did announce that Final Fantasy XIV will be playable on PS5. So this is going to be done with... So I don't know how closely you've been following PS5 news and all that. I think every PS4 game, except for like 10, are going to be able to be played. So the PS5... Wait, why not 10? <laughs> There's there's like ten games. I don't know. There's a list of ten. Oh, yeah. No, I not Final Fantasy. Like Final Fantasy 10. 10. Sorry. I was like, that's a weird one to exclude. No, there's like <laughs> ten games. I had never heard of the ten games, so I don't think it's a big deal. But somebody out there, I'm sure, is devastated. But Final Fantasy 14 is one of the games that will be backwards compatible with the PS5. It should run the game with the PS4 Pro settings. 
Um, now, whether or not we're actually going to get an actual PS5 version down the road, who knows? I, you know, I'm thinking, yes, Final Fantasy 14 is like Square Enix's big moneymaker right now. So I would not be surprised if we got that at some point. But for now, at least we'll know we'll be able to play it on PS5 when that comes out, which I play on PS4. That's the way I prefer. Uh, so I was very yeah, excited about that. This is kind of not even news to me. I, I didn't think there was a a possible world we lived in where this game wasn't going to be playable on PS5. Like, I didn't think that would be, I didn't think that would be a worry at all. <laughs> I wasn't worried so much, but it was nice to have confirmation that kind of came out. Yeah, that's true. One other thing, this one is a little bit more on the disappointing side, but they did announce that the Final Fantasy, you know, the fan festival they do every year, uh, the 2021 has been canceled, you know, due to coronavirus concerns and all that. I think they had three separate locations, Japan, Europe, America, I believe. Uh, however, they did say that they're looking into the possibility of doing a virtual event. So, you know, I think I'm okay with that because I wouldn't have been able to make it to a fan fest anyway. A virtual event yeah, I could do. It would have been virtual for us anyway. <laughs> well, and things are, you know, based on the timing, if they do a virtual event, probably be seeing an expansion for 14. I mean, we're we're wrapping up the Shadowbringer storyline. Actually, I think that wrapped up in five three, so everything's kind of building towards the next expansion. So I think that that's what we're going to be seeing early twenty twenty one, at least an announcement of what that is. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I expect it to come soon. I I haven't finished five three yet, so I have absolutely no idea, possibly at all, what the next expansion could be. But I hear that you can make some predictions, but I just. I'm going to have to get in there and finish that. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to hold off until you've had a chance to actually kind of dive into it because 5.3 had some cool stuff, which brings us into our next point. 5.3.5 has some even cooler stuff. So, you know, 5.3.5 was like this mid-patch that came out. It actually dropped yesterday as of the time of this recording. So I was able to get in, play it around a little bit yesterday, a little bit this morning. Dude, I'm having a blast. So I, I had kind of grinded out all the gear that I was really wanting to get. I'm not like pushing any of the savage raids or anything, but my, my item level was respectable. So I'd been kind of just leveling jobs. I've been working on my black mage. I finally unlocked it. I got my thaumaturge to 30. And then I started leveling carpenter just because I don't have a disciple of the hand job. But five through five has totally brought me back to my red mage. I have all sorts of stuff to do again. And oh, I'm just, I'm really excited about it. I need to, uh, you make me excited to get back into that. Ah, man. Okay, well, let me me just kind of give you an overview. (laughs) So 535, what it does, there's no new story content in the fact that there's no more MSQ that came out for this part of the patch. But we do get this this whole new system that came out. Uh, It's called, and I will probably mispronounce this, it's B O D J A N. I've been reading this and waiting for you to read it because I uh, Bosgen. I'm going to call it Bosgen. That's what I've been yeah. calling it. So the, <laughs> the Bosgen Southern Front. It is. So you know, full disclosure, I've been into 14 for a while, but it took me a while to hit max level. So this is the first expansion I've actually had end game experience. Me too. Uh, so I don't know if they've done something like this before, but it's totally different than what I've played. So this is it's it's like a new instance zone so what you do is you queue up for it and you only you you just have to go in by yourself but it puts you and like 71 other players into this one big zone you're not in a you're not in a party with each other it's just kind of free roaming 
You can use your mounts and, and ride around in there. Within the instance itself, there's different story quests and additional challenges and stuff that pop up. So the way that it kind of works is, you know, you go in, you get your couple quests, and then you go out into this big field where there's just battles taking place. And every now and then, these things called skirmishes will happen. And these are basically fates, really. So you run over, you join them, you do your fates, your skirmish, and you know you you get uh, this new experience called metal, M E T T L E. So what that does is it it builds up and builds up, and then once you get a certain metal level, you talk to the ranking officer, and he increases your rank. As your rank goes up, it unlocks more stuff for you to do. Here's the cool thing, though, and I know I know I've been talking for a minute. I'll give you a second. Here's the cool thing. Every now and then there'll be like a like a super fate I've been calling it, but it's it's a battle, and it'll pop up on your screen and be like, "Hey, you've been selected to participate in this battle. Sign up for recruitment here." So you know you click the button, and what it does is it's basically this this raid boss inside this instance for the first forty eight players that signed up for that. Oh man. Yeah. So once you get in there, you can form parties amongst the 48 players though. But you know, so there's these big bosses and they're not easy. So you do that. And then there's actually more on that. So once you beat the 48, sometimes another one will start that just has 24 players. So then you sign up for that too. Those are other raid like encounters. And they're very, actually some of these fights are harder than some of the raids, especially in Eden's verse that I've done. And it doesn't help that they're all new and we don't really have strategies on them just yet. But it's yeah, a lot of fun. That sounds awesome. When you first were starting to describe this as like, you know, an instanced area where 70... Sorry, I have a hellhound in the background that won't shut up. You have an area that 72 people load into. I was thinking, oh God, did Final Fantasy fourteen add a battle royale? And do you <laughs> no. actually like... But you explained it, I was like, okay. Whew. But... That sounds absolutely different than anything I've ever played. It, it gave me the vibes for anyone who's played WoW back to like the Timeless Isle days to where there was that one big area and you were kind of just running around doing like rares that were popping up. The difference being instead of just like one rare monster, you'll have skirmishes. And then the rare monsters that pop up, you actually, it limits the number of players that can fight those. But I'm having a lot more fun with it. The area is huge. And as you increase your rank, you unlock different portions. So like I just hit rank five. So now I can go a little bit further. And the goal is you're, you're pushing towards another one of those castrums that we've been trying to take over, you know, win back from the empire. We're pushing towards another one of those. And as your rank increases, you get closer and closer. I will say, I was a little hesitant when I was kind of reading through all this. It is a lot of fun. Yeah, that's always been my... One of my biggest problems with 14, always, is like all of this sounds fun, like super-duper fun, but, like, you know, I tried to get into... Um, what was it called from Sh- Stormblood that people are still doing? Um, oh, man, what was it called? Was it the Raid series, or what are you, what are you talking mm, about? No, it's the, it's the thing that's kind of reminding... This is reminding me a lot of it. Oh, my gosh. It's from Final Fantasy Three. What is it called? Oh my gosh! The it, it, it's the podcast jitters. They're getting to me. <laughs> uh, it's just like the podcast I listen to. I can't remember anything, but and it was reminding me a lot of that. And I try to get into whatever the heck I'm trying to think of. Let me look it up. I've got a Google right in front of me. Um, I'm not sure. I skipped almost all in-game stuff going like a lot I was of people just through it. A lot of people did this 
and they still do it. There's not as many. There's nothing but like cosmetic stuff in there. I don't think to do it. And um, Eureka, Eureka. There we go. I have heard of that. I've heard it's awful though, so I don't know. <laughs> I've never actually See, done it people, myself. A lot of people don't like it, but like I don't know. Even though I've never done this, sounds sounds so stupid. Even though I've never done it, and I've heard nothing but bad things about it, I have a soft spot for it because it's called Eureka. <laughs> And sure. that's the name of um, that's the name of the realm you enter at the end of Final Fantasy three to get all of the classes, ultimate weapons. So I was like, and I love the music in Eureka. And I was for that game. I was like, oh, heck, yeah. <laughs> I do believe that Eureka was tied to the relic weapon of that expansion. Yeah, I believe so. So what that actually brings us to our next point, because the relic weapons of this expansion are called resistance weapons. And this 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 Bosgen Southern Front is one of the ways that you can keep pushing forward to upgrading those. So, you know, we in patch five three, we actually got to start working on those. I have mine. I think it's called Tailkeeper for Red Mage. It's a beautiful weapon. But now we can upgrade them even further. And basically what you have to do is you have to get there's three different types of an item that drops. And the name of the item's blanking off the top of my head. But you need 20 of each of those, so 60 items in total. And there's two different ways you can work on those. You can get those either by doing specific fates in various areas throughout Eorzea, or you can hop in the Bajan Southern Front. So I'm up to like five, so I've got quite a ways to go. There is someone in my free company who already has theirs, so that was impressive as hell. They were posting pictures in the Discord the other day. Uh, they're a dancer. It's beautiful. So the the weapons are getting even prettier and of course even stronger. I think they're item level 500. Regardless, so there's there's two different ways to do it. Um now the only problem with all this stuff is it's kind of a long grind if you haven't started it. So to unlock the Bosnian Southern Front, you have to have completed the main story quest and all the resistance weapon stuff is gated behind the Ivalis raids. So I don't know if you've done those. They're pretty easy at this point, but there is a lot of content you got to go through before you can really start getting everything out of this. Yeah, wow. Um, that sounds like I won't be stepping in there for a while then. I mean, it goes quick. Like, I know that a lot of the story content in this expansion has been gated behind old raids, which for some players might not be a big deal. They've been playing since the beginning. I hadn't done any of them. So I had to redo the Crystal Tower raids, and I had to redo the Ivalice raids from Stormblood so that I could finish the MSQ from 5.3, and that I could work on my resistance weapons. I will say, though, they're fun raids, and they're really not hard at this point, because, I mean, you, you just hop in Duty Finder, and they go really quick. Yeah, I almost don't mind to do old raids for this game, uh, mainly because this game is so pretty, and the aesthetics and the old raids are nice, and the mechanics are always interesting, and the bosses have unique models. Um, everything I said wasn't so much praising FF14 as it is jabbing at WoW, but that's um, it's like making me actually care about older content because it's like, you know, you go back and do some of these older raids and you have a unique monster that's not just a reskin of the same giant ogre you've been fighting since 2004. That's a good point. That's a good point. I, I like it because each raid series has a story tied to it, so it's also interesting. I mean, if you're talking about, wow, I can walk into some of those raids, and I've got no idea about context. 14 always yeah. makes you do these little quest chains. So by the time you're like, oh, I don't want to do this. But by the time you get to the second raid in the series, you're like, okay, how does this going to turn out? And I would say anyway, 
they they finally made it required the the Crystal Tower raid series from A Realm Reborn that should have been required before Shadowbringers in the first place because it ties in so well with what's happening and there's things that happen in Shadowbringers that would have made so much more sense if I had actually done those before I jumped straight in. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> I haven't done them myself yet, though. You've got to get on that. I certainly do. Well, there's just a couple more points from 535. So those, those were the big things. That's the big thing that's been added. Um, for those of you who are involved with the Ishgardian restoration, there are new Skysteel tools. These do more with like the crafting. I, I haven't done a lot of crafting, so I haven't been working on those, but I do know that there's people very excited about that. Another thing, they have finally, finally added more housing wards. So, you know, all the neighborhoods where you can get your house, they've added three new wards So uh, to each one. So like the one that's in Gradania, the one that's in Limsa Lamensa, et cetera. Um, I love that. I love the name of that city. I do too. <laughs> it's, it just kind of rolls <laughs> off the tongue. Now, if you're on a high pop server like we are, we're on Leviathan, they're gone. They're gone already. I checked. All three wards were already full. Also, housing is more Man. expensive than I thought. I did find one plot open, but the small plot was three million gil, and I was a little shy. So I guess. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's for a small plot. So I guess I'm okay for now with my personal room in my free company house because. I do not have that kind of gill. Man, oh man. See, you, you're explaining all of this, and this is like stuff I'm just like, eh, well, I mean, okay. <laughs> I don't know. The, the, the player housing has never been something that interested me too much, probably because I've never um, really dived into it. But, I mean, it just kind of goes back to my problems with games like Animal Crossing, where you're just like, you're just decorating a thing, and... You know, the only game that's ever been able to captivate me like that was Stardew Valley. And that just, this whole player house thing kind of just reminds me of that. And it kind of gets me like, and you know, I could, I could spend all my money on that or I could find a way to spend my money to make my character better. Uh, Well, yeah, there, to a point though, there comes a point to where to make your character better, you have to grind specific currency. So I've got all this gill I don't have anything to do with. I'm going to buy a new bookshelf. Okay. So speaking, speaking of Animal Crossing. I thought the same thing. I thought, okay, I don't really get this game. I finally got a personal room in my free company house, though. And then I spent the next two days doing nothing but buying furniture, decorating the walls, laying things out. I went and got me a jukebox so I could listen to music in my room. It's, it's surprisingly relaxing playing with the, co- the company housing. See, I probably would like it a lot more if the stuff you could buy, like, you know, if you could buy, like, Final Fantasy art books. Say, for instance, that you get a bookshelf and you can actually buy books for it. You're like a Final Fantasy VI art book. And you can sit there and flip through it and see some art that may be exclusive to FF14. Listening to music from every Final Fantasy game, which I think you can already do in there. Um, And just have, like, perks that are, instead of just, hey, look how cool and cozy this place is. Just have, you know, little hidden things in there. And maybe, maybe that's true. I haven't looked into it. I don't know. But... You know, like art books and just like special little things that you can do like you can have a you can get a flat screen you can go buy dvds and when you put the dvds in you're getting like behind the scenes from like or like dev or developers talking about old games you know just get some final fantasy lore that's probably just for me i would love stuff like that but and then again what would be the point of grinding that out if you could just one youtube search away well, that's that's an interesting point. Um, I think some of that they wouldn't put in just because it kind of breaks the immersion, like the behind the scenes thing. But 
lore books. I could see that. That's not a bad idea. The music you kind of have with the the jukebox thing that you can get, and I don't know if you've ever been in like one of the rental rooms you can do from the major cities. It's in there. But there are, I mean, there, you can buy art. You can buy paintings and hang them on the wall. So that's kind of cool. Our free company house has paintings all throughout of at least one, I think, of all of the scions of the seventh dawn. So like they've got one in each different room. So that's pretty, that's pretty neat. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'll look into it next time I log in. Because the last time I logged in, I was going to work on the Crystal Raid series. And I got so shocked by the fact that I can fly around Eorzea now. So I feel like I just did that and goofed off for an hour and then was bored and logged off. Yeah, well, that is pretty cool. I've done that a lot, too. It also makes fates, like leveling a new character, a new job, so much easier. I bet it makes it a joke. I mean, I'm so excited for joke leveling. Oh, my God. I love leveling characters ridiculously fast. (laughs) Yeah, and it helps a lot with that. Uh, The only other thing I've got that really came out in 5.3.5, and and like I said, there's a lot of stuff uh, between both of these patches that we're going to talk about. Um, So I haven't gone through everything. There's some little tweaks and stuff like that. I do have some links in the show notes to two great websites that do a really good job of breaking everything down. So if you want a little more granular detail, that'll be where you find that. Uh, But they did launch a community finder um, with 535. So this is a way for you to like list your link shell, link shell. Oh yeah, maybe. Or free company, you know, and just help you find communities within Final Fantasy 14. This has been added to the lodestone. This is something I think they needed because when I was looking for a new free company, it was a little cumbersome to actually try to find one. And then to actually put in an application, I had to go to the ward where they were and find them on the board and then send it from there or find a person running around in the world. So there's not like a way to apply. I'm hoping this addresses it. I haven't really had a chance to look at the community finder yet. It's something that's sorely needed, I think. Yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably have to do that. Um, do you have an option to like, I'm assuming you can hop into a new FC with it, right? I'm guessing. I haven't, haven't looked at it, but they are having like an event right now that's urging people to list their free company and open enrollment. So I, I think that's one of the things that they want to accomplish with this new community finder. I think I might do that to look into a new FC because, like, you had a problem with your old one. Mine is just, it's not active. It wasn't active the past few times I got on, and they have a really weird tag. So I'm going to probably look into a new one. Well, I mean, I have a good one if you want. So we can take that. Well, we can talk about that. But I'm not going to admit defeat and join Seed. Oh, I'm good. They are awesome. <laughs> I'm good on that front. <laughs> One of these days, you will understand why Final Fantasy VIII is the greatest Final Fantasy ever. But I digress. I might, under, I might at the most dive into okay, but I, that one is a bit of a stretch. Nah, you, you will see the light one day. That's that's I'm all I've got to... for Final Fantasy three five. I'm going to cut you off before you start sh- crapping all <laughs> over Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> there will be none of that on this podcast. While Hold I on, let me add, let me add a let me add a new um discussion point hold on <laughs> crap on final fantasy 8 all right we're good yeah no that's oh look it's next. It oh look at that it's next okay oh, uh, speaking of next <laughs> apart from 535 we got information about 54 so this is the next major patch that's coming out it was announced for early december so we've got about 2 months with 535 and the title the name of this patch is futures rewritten 
So not sure what that means, but it's a very interesting title. Do you have any theories about what that might be? Probably hard for you since you haven't actually finished five through yet. Yeah. Um, I'm sure if I'd finished it, I don't know. Okay. I'll make a theory. I think that it, um, I think Alphano will die. Um, I think, um, Alizé will also die cause she's so annoying. And then I think that, uh, I think Thancred will become the new warrior of light. Well, where, and, where are you going? Cause you are the warrior uh, of light. <laughs> Uh, you're going to become the warrior of darkness again. <laughs> you're, you're both. You're the warrior you're of go- balance. You're going to give him the warrior of light mantle. <laughs> and oh uh, man, I have I, my point here is I have no idea. I, I'm <laughs> actually not too know. sure either. If, with that, name. if Alan say died, I would be okay. <laughs> yeah. You need to get off the hate train. She is excruciating. <sighs> I like her. She annoyed me at first, but you know, ever since she took up that red mage mantle. I've really liked her. Alphano annoyed me until he entered a bromance with my main character. I was convinced Alphano was going to be evil all through ARR. I was convinced. Oh my God, me too. He looked evil. I was just waiting for him to stab <laughs> me in the back. But he is. I mean, spoiler don't, don't alert. Off yet. And this is a minor spoiler, but it is a spoiler for original A Realm Reborn. So if you don't want any of that, skip ahead about a minute. It ended up being Thancred the whole time. <laughs> Kind of. Wait, what? How do you remember Thancred was possessed by one of the Asian? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought you. I was like, wait, did I miss something in Shadowbringers? Because no, 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 no. That was buddy. that was A R R a long time ago. Completely already forgot about him getting possessed. There is a spoiler alert there, so I mean, I, I'm bookending well, the spoilers right there. Yeah, I would say it's spoiler alert to a 2014 or 15 game, but I know a lot of people on my Twitter feed that are just now getting into Final Fantasy True, 14, true. So. That's a good point. Oops. I'd have to go back and edit in an additional spoiler or bleep that out or something. Anyway, um, uh, so okay. with, with this new patch, we get everything we normally get. We're going to get new MSQ. We're going to get a new dungeon. Uh, Matoya's Re- Relict. I don't know how to say that. So there's a lot of... Final Fantasy 14 has a lot of things that are difficult to pronounce or just not pronounced the way that I would expect them to be pronounced. Regardless, it doesn't keep me from running the dungeon. So we will have a new dungeon. We'll have a new scenario as well. So the things that we've been doing in this, all of the big scenario fights have been based on weapons, you know, Ruby weapon or ultimate weapon, you know, those, those kind of things. So this one's going to be Emerald weapon. That's coming out. And I actually haven't tackled the 5-3 weapon fight yet. I did do Ruby, but I haven't done that. So I need to get on that. So we're going to another, we're going to another one of those. Um, and the Eden's Raid series is getting another one. This one's going to be called Eden's Promise. So we're adding more raids on top of that. And let me tell you, again, I love Final Fantasy VIII. I have been digging this raid series so much. The music, it's got a lot of Final Fantasy VIII music in there. But not only that... The story that's developing in there is very interesting. This whole expansion has been like very Final Fantasy VIII themed, like you know, with the Eden series and the new Gunbreaker class. Like when I saw Gunbreaker, I was like, mm, okay, so Squall, <laughs> Squall is now a class. It's okay, a fun class. Cool. I'm not a big tank. You know, tanking makes me a little nervous. But if I were to yeah. tank, I would be a Gunbreaker. I've leveled it a little bit. Yeah, I, I was disappointed when they when they announced it was a tank, just because I was like, "Well, I'm not going to play that that much." So you know, I'm not a big Final Fantasy fan, but the music kicks absolute 
butt in that game. So, um, you know, when I first heard the music start up, and I'd been, I did that right before you did, because I think I hit max level before you, didn't I? Yes, because you played this game 16 hours a day until you beat the story. It's so funny how the the t- terms have tabled on us. <laughs> I mean, you don't play 16 hours a day, but I, I benched this game really bad for a long time. But You don't um, run a marathon by sprinting at the beginning. But I got all of the... Um, I got all of the fun details all back to back, and that's just how I become. I binge things when I'm very interested in the story. Just, I thought it was cool, so I told you instantly. I was like, "You're gonna really like these raids." <laughs> and I did. I've I've really liked the raid series. Um, my gear has meet, met or surpassed whatever Eden's verse can offer me. Again, normal. I'm not pushing like the the upper tier raids, but so I'm looking forward to a little bit more. I'm looking forward to that next gear level with Eden's promise. Looking forward to more story going on in there because I'm really, really liking it. And uh, just looking forward to hopefully some more Final Fantasy VIII themed music or bosses. Watch the lat- watch this whole patch be themed after nine. Just to, just to kick you in the shin. <sighs> like you get in there, you, you start the patch and all of um, where Shadowbringers takes place, it's just a bunch of mist overtakes it. You can't hardly see in front of you. It's just a bunch of mist. Why would Black you? Mages. Why would you even put Black that out mages. in the world? Start walking around. Black mages are walking around. You know they're they're killing you. And then a half naked man comes out, crying about a tail that he's hiding. And then you just have to just have to kill him. Oh, God, you're making me sick to my stomach. <laughs> the way I'm describing it makes it sound like I'm making fun of it. But I actually, <laughs> yeah, I, know. I actually just I actually just made myself excited. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> uh, so there are some other big things coming out. Um, I know that you have a love hate relationship with the blue mage, but they are increasing it to level 70. So it'll be when he says love hate relationship, uh, classically in final fantasy, my favorite class at all of final fantasy is blue mage. I love the concept of just going out there and stealing powers from things. Kirby's a great guy. So, um, when blue mage came to final fantasy 14, I, celebrated but when i realized i couldn't main it and everyone says just it's a different way to play just play it's just offering i don't care okay i want to play nothing but blue mage and when i want to do these new raids i want to be a blue mage in them and i can't it's stupid i'm sorry if i if, if i could do that with blue mage i would never level another i'll just be a blue mage all the time but i can't have you actually tried blue mage I have, and I love it. Okay. Well, <laughs> I have, and I love it. You'll it be able to go to so seven in five four. <laughs> so. Well, thank God. There are some other job adjustments that they've been talking about. I know they they targeted monk specifically. Yeah, that is my. Uh, that's right now my secondary class. It's uh, my second highest level monk. Ninja is your first. Uh, well, yeah, okay. it could it could take over Ninja because Ninja. Every time I come back to fourteen after a lull, I just don't remember what I'm doing at all. So Monk could overtake it because it's relatively simple and it looks really nice. Well, they are doing something. So I'm not I'm not 100% sure on the details of exactly what they're doing, but they're doing some tweaks to Monk and some others. I don't know if this is just like damage tweaks or if they're redoing their actual rotation or anything like that. So I'm sh- I'm assuming we'll get more information of that as 5-4 draws a little closer. So uh-huh. that'll be interesting. Uh, speaking of jobs too, they're also crafters and gatherers they're making some changes to them as well again not a lot of details at the moment really interested to see what new classes they're going to announce with the next expansion 
that is one thing I, I like about 14 is they're just not afraid to keep adding classes and just making things interesting. And they've got such a well to draw from, from the history of Final Fantasy that it's just exciting. If you had to make one prediction slash wish, what would it be? Oh, God. I don't even know. So we've got the ones I love, Dragoon and Red Mage. Those are the two that I really love. Um, I think something a little bit more like off the beaten path would be fun. I just got Berserker in Final Fantasy V. I think that would be kind of interesting, just like a like a barbarian type from D and D that's more of like a like a really heavy damage dealer, just losing his mind, going out of control. But I think what would be really fun is something like a time mage. Something that kind of like manipulates time on the battlefield. I don't know how that would look, but I think it would be really cool. Um, I am in the camp that I want uh, there to be a beast tamer that uses whips and uh, would have the same mechanic as a hunter from WoW, and you'd be able to tame beasts and have a pet. That's that's not a bad idea. They had one of those in eleven, Beastmaster. So it's not unheard yeah. of from the MMO standpoint. Um, I could also see them doing that though, and making it a blue mage type limited job. Well, beast tamers in Final Fantasy traditionally use whips too. Um, I don't know why they would, if they did another time job with another idea, I think would be cool. I will lose my mind, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So, whatever. So there's that. Um, we'll have to wait and see what happens with this virtual fan fest to see if any of that comes to fruition. But other than that, you know, some other things that you would expect from a big patch, we're going to get more resistance weapons. So we'll take them a little bit further and the Asgardian restoration is going to be coming to an end. Again, though, there was a lot more that was announced. I'm kind of just hitting the bullet points here. Check out those links in the show notes. Those will take you to some really great websites that just break it all down. I've got two different websites that I've been kind of referencing as we were putting this this show together. So just you know, give them a look. And uh, and that's all I've got for the for the big news coming out of the Final Fantasy as far as patches are concerned. But I do have some cool news coming out of Games Radar. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV was nominated for multiple Golden Joystick Awards, the Still Playing Award, the Best Game Expansion for Shadowbringers, and the Best Community. So voting for that is open now. The link to that is also going to be in the show notes. So if you love Final Fantasy XIV as much as I do, as much as Soloist pretends to, <laughs> then you need to go and vote for these so that it can win. I'm going to go. I haven't voted just yet, but I'm getting ready to do that as soon as we start recording. This is this is different from most things you see because you see a lot of like awards like a 10 out of 10 or nominated for blah 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 from like some random like you know mom and pop game website that like no one's ever heard of games radar is in the golden joystick award you know it's not it's not like the game awards because the game awards at least it's trying to anyway be like you know the emmys for video games like the biggest thing and in the game space right now, that kind of is the biggest honor a game can get is the Game Awards Game of the Year and all of its sub awards, like still playing. But Games Radar is one of the bigger deals. This is this is the, not something to scoff at. Still playing award, you know, these are when I read the still playing best game expansion, best game community. It's flabbergasting to see us not talking about World of Warcraft with this anymore because I've we've been growing up in an age where World of Warcraft has been absolutely destroying the MMO market. But it's not so much the case anymore. And that's really awesome for Final Fantasy fans. I, I agree. I mean, 
while Blizzard has had a couple big missteps lately with they have. with their games and just in you know the public's eye, and it's, yeah, with their practices, it's left Final Fantasy fourteen just it's left the door wide open for them to walk through. And you know what? Final Fantasy fourteen deserves what they're getting because they have put in the work. I pre-ordered the deluxe edition Final Fantasy fourteen when it came out because I was addicted to Final Fantasy eleven. I played this game for two months and very, very sadly unsubbed because it was awful. Yeah, 3.9. I did not like it. Then when A Realm Reborn came out, I mean, they, I mean, after that happened though, the developers were like, okay, we are putting in the work for this. They made the game free to play for a while. They kept doing community reach outs like these live letters. That's where those started. They listened to community feedback. And then since then, they have put out consistently just great content, expansion after expansion. So it just makes me very happy to see all that hard work paying off and their subscribers just keep going up. I just keep hearing better and better things and the sky's the limit for this game. That's the thing is like Final Fantasy 14 is an MMO for the modern MMO space. WoW feels like a 2004 MMO and it just does. They haven't done too much to mix it up. They changed up the world by introducing that reputation gets you a lot of things and we're going to be working on building reputations. The idea of that sounds fine, but when it's been five expansions in a row doing the exact same thing, while 14 seems to, you know, the end of the game may still be grinding for currency, but that's not, to me, that's not the point of 14. It's to experience the new story and all of the cinematic glory that it presents it in. I think the smartest thing 14 did was focus its story first. Yeah, and that's just something that modern MMOs are leaning towards, and WoW refuses to change, and it's killing it. I still love WoW, it's and it's killing it, but you know, I don't mean to bring up WoW on a Final Fantasy podcast, but just looking at these rewards makes me just kind of, it makes my jaw hit the floor, because it's like, it's crazy to see this game kind of dethroning the king of MMOs, and I'm not, I'm not hating it, because I love both of these games dearly. Um, right now, I I mentioned in the last episode, I think, I played WoW Classic too much, and the thought of playing an MMO makes me kind of want to barf in my mouth. That's why I haven't played 14 in a while, because I just, uh, dude, oh my god, oh my god, that game killed me. I didn't even get to 60. I got to 57. Well, if there's ever a time to come back to 14, I think it's now, because there's a lot of cool stuff going on. Yeah, but I don't know if I'm ready. So I'm going to I'm going to come back to get caught up on the story, but I don't know if I'm ready to do the grinding at the end. Well, we will be here for when you are. Yeah, but it's just it is crazy to see this game taking off in the ways it has. I'm absolutely happy for it. So happy. Agreed. Me too. It's nice to see a game that has really earned its stripes and just keep getting rewarded for it. So but I think that's all we have for today. That brings us to the end of this episode. So sadly, we will have to bid you adieu once more. Uh, Soloist, where can everybody find you? You can find me on YouTube at Soloist, on Twitter at Soloist underscore TV, I believe. And you can find me on Twitch at Starcaller Soloist. We will be doing um, daily uploads for a little while on the YouTube channel and streams Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays. Perfect. And you can find me on Twitter at Wolfkins. That's it. Don't forget, though, we do have a website, highwindherald.com. You'll be able to find all of our show notes, 
and our episodes and everything on there. We also are putting together a Discord community for if, you know, when people start listening to this, uh, the link to that will be in our show notes as well. So, you know, if you want to come talk to us, check us out in the Discord. Uh, I think it'll be a good time. So with that, if you got anything else, Solos? Nope, not that I can think of. A lot of stuff to come, but not, not nothing right now other than what we've discussed. All right. Well, with that, hope everybody had a great time listening. Thank you again for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Peace out.